Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. Kerry, how you doing? Great, thanks. Had a lovely day. I wasn't working today because it was Mimi's, well it is Mimi's birthday. So we've had a celebratory time of it. How old is she? 23. Oh, 23. I remember 23. Do you know what I was doing at 23? That summer. A funny job? I was doing a summer job in the customer complaints department of oh, yeah. Great Western Railway in Swindon. Oh, oh God, already yeah, we're I, Swindoning. I know, sorry, that'll be the only the only mention of it this okay. week, I promise. Yeah. Yeah, 23, um, what an age. Yep, yeah, what a... What a time. I was going to say what a time to be alive, but we're alive at the same time. <laughs> we're alive now, Matthew. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it when you're listening to The Archers, though, Kerry. I enjoyed this week. We met up on midweek to discuss the week so far, three episodes in, and we were already a bit shell-shocked. You were quite frazzled. But yeah, anyone wants to go and check that out, you can join our Patreon. Uh, well, I mean, quite simply, it ended with a kiss, but it started with a ferret wheel. So... I think let's take a quick break now and we'll get on that carousel. Yeah. Hey there, there is an ad break incoming. Could be the lottery. Could be a totalitarian regime's tourist industry. Could even be Saren and Nova in Hitler nappies. Bottom line is, we have no control over them. So don't write in complaining. See ya, sexy folk. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So the whole thing with Eddie hiding out in his shed was that he was constructing a ferret's wheel. Is that the joke? Sounds like Ferris wheel. Yeah, good one, that, isn't it? Who sits in the cider shed writing puns all day? What a sad person <laughs> they must be. There were lots of mentions of the cider shed, weren't there? We, we were getting tweeted, oh, another mention for you, another mention, as if, like, it's ours. <laughs> yeah, and there was this idea that, you know, would you rather go down the pub or mope around the cider shed it's like well we're sat here on a friday night we could be down the pub <laughs> we're in the cider shed but we're not moping also my midweek frazzlement wasn't really with the archers it was just you know work's been really really busy so today i'm i'm less of a frazzle and i'm more of a cheesy what's it i think nice we're talking I like snacks. It. yeah i don't know what i would be i'd go nice and spicy knickknack oh lovely scam or a scampy fry Scampion lemon, wasn't it? Oh the, yeah, they're good. Do they still exist, knickknacks? They do. They're quite zingy, okay. aren't they? Just like you, Matthew. Oh, Gary. Okay. Fate me. 
fate you. Well, ah, what I did find a bit confusing was um, the stall holders put all their stalls up upside down. <laughs> didn't they what have Which, i missed well eddie sort of went oh my god i've told everybody to put their stalls the wrong way round because my plan was upside down so i just had visit visit visions of the stall holders just sort of erecting their stalls upside down just with the legs up in the air oh i'm imagining some kind of escher painting now with linda just looking on going oh my god <laughs> yeah she took over didn't she we didn't really hear that much of the fate we heard George Wanging Hale, Hale, I can never say that, Hay Bales, not Hale Bays. And he, at one point, was topless and pouring water all over himself, wasn't he? Yeah, that's just to get the crowd going, isn't it? And he did 49 bales. For every year that I've been alive. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, George. He's raising quite a lot of money successfully for the charity. And he kind of slipped up at one point. He said, oh, yeah, because, like, if they don't scan it, or do, the money will go to us and then he just corrected himself <laughs> yeah. to charity didn't he so, yeah he shopped himself didn't he mm, will he be siphoning off a bit of that cash or not don't know oh well i was waiting for him to uh we'll come to marvin later but i was waiting for him to like do a cash appeal to help look for the ferret because you yeah. had a theory earlier in the week that marvin was the shannon matthews of ferrets and I george did. was just hiding him somewhere in order to raise cash to find him i didn't quite get why eddie was so distraught about this marvin and he was literally expecting harrison and the police force to look for a ferret yeah i mean harrison never got that job in the wildlife department so he's he's probably a bit bitter about it but they sent joy to ask didn't they and she mm. came back and she went well you know harrison can't investigate a missing ferret or missing persons or county <laughs> lines drug dealing or first degree murder or anything <laughs> Because Joy can speak to animals, can't she? Well, she was good with Hilda, wasn't she? Didn't she go talking to... There was another thing where she went and spoke to animals, wasn't there? No, she spoke to Ben when he was imagining <laughs> that there was an animal there. That's are you right. Calling, are you calling Ben an animal? <laughs> well, we're all animals, aren't we, really? But she was going to go out with a squeaky toy to get them to come out. And I was thinking, would Eddie come out just because of a squeaky toy? <laughs> Probably. They opened up the side of shed door and they were like, Eddie, Eddie pet. And he just wasn't responding. I thought he's knitted himself and it's not <laughs> him. He's off down the pub somewhere. He's <laughs> off on a bender in Ibiza with Freddie, <laughs> him and Marvin on the beach. <clears throat> I was imagining little a little ferret in a Hawaiian shirt. He, he was a bit, how can we have any hope if Harrison's refusing to help? But normally that's when everyone gets some hope, isn't it? When Harrison refuses <laughs> to help. Yeah. Has he ever noticed him ever helping? But then I didn't understand. And right. He, they, he then found Marvin because they were going to go to the pub to celebrate the fact that George had been successful on the tractor. So Clary got a text going, oh, George is taking us to, I can't do it. Uh, to the bull for dinner on him to celebrate this fact. Go up and change your clothes. You'll feel better for it. So off he trots, Eddie, to go and get changed. Finds Marvin the ferret in the trouser pocket that he had on on at the fate on sunday now he found him on the wednesday yeah so would a ferret remain curled in a pocket for three days that's a mystery for craig david <laughs> sat in a pocket on sunday still in the pocket on monday on tuesday i sat in a pocket came out wednesday <laughs> 
Joy actually said, I'm sure he's found someone who's feeding him. So he wasn't a starving Marvin. <laughs> Hank Marvin. Yeah, so that's the fate, isn't it? And Eddie being strange about a ferret. I'm not sure what purpose that had at all. Unless, like, also, like, the amount of emotion he showed for this ferret. If he could show, like, a hundredth of that emotion towards his wife, wouldn't that be a good thing? Was he even that upset when Joe died? No. I don't recall him being like that. And then he's, there was that point where he said, he's not just a ferret, he's my best friend. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> no, he's just a ferret and he's your best friend. Quite the sorry kind of example, isn't it, of his life? Yeah, there was someone else who claimed to be to have a best friend this week when Helen was having a pop at Tom and Ian because she said, "Now I just now I find out my best friend is telling tales behind my back." I was expecting mm. Ian to go, "Get to fuck! I'm not your best friend." <laughs> oh yeah, Helen is a cheeseter. Very good. She's a bloody horrible person. Again, I'm banging my mouth. Sorry, I shouldn't do that but um what a cow <laughs> <laughs> so is it still a dairy dairy themed yes she's cow off. and so i really wanted the tasting judge thing to be blind so she would rate her own cheese as terrible but unfortunately that didn't happen and she just knew that cheese number five was cordwell cream and then dissed it points wise right in front of ian so she's and i'm really pleased that ian actually picked her up on that although he was telling tom rather than her and then she marched in and overheard the conversation went what are you talking about no, no nothing nothing you were talking about me weren't you she actually said what are you whispering about and they weren't whispering Oh. They were talking at full volume outside. I suppose we wouldn't hear them if they were whispering, would we, in radio yeah. land? doesn't make good radio, does it? She, <laughs> the judging thing, she she put, yeah, I mean, you were saying it would have been great if she'd have downgraded her own cheese, or as mm. it's known in our Patreon community, pulling a full Cliff Richard. Yes, you told a good story about that. I'll post a link to that. Um, mm. How did she find herself on the panel, anyway? Lulu Duxford from Les Cerceurs had a gardening injury. So the judging panel was short. I did wonder what this gardening injury might be. Actually, luckily, we had someone there and we have an eyewitness account. Would you like to hear it, Kerry? Oh, God, yeah, come on. Bonjour. Les your secateurs, please mind your fingers. So, um, all the best, Lulu, from the Cider Shed. Get well soon. Liz, rhyming Lucerza with secateurs. And fingers. You're, you're wasted, aren't you? I've only had half a glass. <laughs> oh, what a talent. Love that. So, yeah, it was a bit like marking her own homework, wasn't it? She got to be on the panel. Mm. She didn't do Celia Sparrow and whatever it was called, Cordwell, Cornwall, Caldwell Cream. She didn't do her any favours. Because yeah. my immediate suspicion, I don't know if anyone else was having at this, was like, oh God, she's going to set up like some fast track PPA lane for her own cheese. And Ian's <laughs> going to become head of food. Yes. And as it turned out, he is not corruptible, is he? Yeah, because Helen's arrogance, again, knows no bounds because she said to Tom, I think it was, he can hardly refuse talking about Ardil if they win a prize. As if Ardil would go, oh, right, yeah, you won that prize. So I'm going to now renege on the other contracts that I've already signed up. Because it missed out on super, super gold, didn't it? That was what it was due to win. I was just going to ask you, did 
Helen's cheese win anything? I think what it did was it stopped Celia Sparrow's cheese getting the the highest accolade it could have because one judge okay. fell short of it. But the thing is, Adil's going to come in and go, oh, that cheese that I already decided I really liked and everyone else raves about didn't get the top, top, top prize. What judge marked it? To- oh, it was you, Helen. <laughs> Hardly going to give them the f***ing contract, is he? No, it's not a good look, is it, for our Helen? No, it's all very Hancock, isn't it? Yeah, she was awful this week. When she decided finally that they should tell Fallon that she can't have the lease, I just loved how she went, you go and tell her, Tom. I'm far too busy. Let's rip off the plaster and do the most difficult thing possible that she doesn't want to hear, but I'm not going to do it. You do it. Yeah, and off he went. So she's guilt-tripped him into that. Obviously, we had that thing where we said Ian was confiding in Tom, where he said, you know, it's just on Sunday, she she was a bit weird. And I thought like, yeah, omnibus listeners will agree. Every Sunday, in fact, they'll be nodding along to that. Yeah, saying to Tom, is is Helen all right? She she seems a bit strange. Have you just noticed, mate? I got the distinct impression, and this isn't going to be a popular opinion, that she's milking the Rob situation to manipulate other things in her life now. In the same way that Rob Mm -hmm. manipulates people. Well, that's what I meant when I said that she's guilt tripping Tom into doing her dirty work. And I I do agree with you. We've, I think we've said before that Helen is a very controlling person and she is very manipulative. And there have been Rob-esque colours to her character from time to time. She is not very nice. She's controlling of Lee, as we've said before. Yeah. And Henry and Giddy Jack, they don't seem to have any spontaneity or anything, do they? It's not loose. I know you could say that that's because she's overprotective because of what's happened, but it's not really like that. Like, like even if they're safely within the household, there's it's such a strict regime, isn't it? It doesn't sound good. She certainly turned up the emotional dial, didn't she, in front of Ian and Tom to get them just mm. go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And was it the end uh, Ian said... <laughs> Well, you know, that couldn't have gone any worse. Yes. <laughs> Tom was going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Mm. I, I I enjoyed that. I, I like it when twats are called out. Yeah, but I feel that she has got away with it. I mean, we know for a fact that if you were to speak to the actors and the writers, mm. they would feign shock that Helen isn't liked amongst the listeners. Yeah, yeah. But they know what they're doing with this. Yeah. She's played extremely well to be utterly irritating. Oh, the acting is fantastic. And don't tell me for a minute that she isn't meant to be winding people up. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it is interesting that some of the scriptwriters have said, oh, I don't understand why Helen isn't liked. Well, we've got a massive list for you. Sit down. Yeah. And we've got ears. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she, well, she's not going to get the cheese contract, is she? I'm not sure where this has left her this week. No further for life. She's pissed off Fallon as well now. Yeah, now we're led to believe that the straw that broke the camel's back was the cheese contract that has stopped them giving the the lease Mm -hmm. to Fallon. But or at least that's what Tom, Tom and her discussed. At least Tom didn't say that to Fallon's face. But I felt like they're just excusing themselves here because they never wanted to give it to her. I mean, they did at the beginning 
And then Tom was the one who was the naysayer about it, wasn't it? I mean, and I've said before, like, Helen is the ultimate na naysayer. Like, she pisses on everything. What happens now, right? Talk to me about this lease thing. So, because Fallon hasn't got this lease, which you'd kind of think would be in um, Helen and Tom's favour that you've got a steady, reliable person who is paying you the rent for that place. But does this now, because she hasn't got the lease, does that mean she has to leave the tea room or she has to pay more rent? Is that the thing? They can change it. She wanted it fixed for eight years, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So she wanted the security of knowing, right, that's going to be part of my overheads for eight years and that won't yeah. change. And yeah. now it's going to be every year. Uncertain. Yeah, Tom's launched a spinach and octopus <sighs> sausage and it's bombed. He's going to basically come back and say, sorry, we're slapping another 50 on the rent, Fallon. Right, okay. So do you think this uncertainty might make her think, I'm going to leave the tea room? I mean, she bloody ought to. She keeps going on about um, the threat of the EV charging station, big chain coffee place. And you think, you be that threat. You go there. Take your... Yeah, yeah business to the EV charges sod Tom and Helen I really want the tea room to end up being this deserted boarded up place that's not earning Helen and Tom any money no one's stocking their cheese hopefully something bad happens to the sausages as well so essentially uh Kerry you want the archers to just <laughs> constantly be terrible things happening to the archers why do you think I think that why why do you think I would like that to happen though Matthew because they are awful people. I mean, if you yes. knew these people in real life, you would have mm. nothing to do with them. You'd avoid yeah. them like the plague. And when you yeah. did see them, you would be kind of modicum of politeness to their face. And then as soon as they were gone, you'd just be like doing the wanker sign. Yeah, massive eye rolls, yeah. diving into hedges to avoid any conversation. <laughs> yeah. Who else would you avoid if you saw them coming in the village, Kerry? Well, Adam. Adam. Okay. Um, Is that where you were leading me? It's exactly where I was leading you. So yeah. Adam and Ian had a little mm. chat this week on the back of the judging contest and the fact that Ian had been offered head of food and <laughs> he's still, still making you laugh, isn't it? Head of food. Yeah. Yes. Head of food. <laughs> That was a bit slack of Oliver as well, wasn't it? Uh, like they were chatting in a car or journey, weren't they, or something? That's it. And uh, talking about the food fair, blah blah blah. Went, oh god, we've had to let this person on a trial go. Wasn't working out. What we really need is someone local who knows the suppliers, who's really good with food, and who's Irish and gay and lives with <laughs> uh, someone. And they've got a baby whose name begins with X, uh, who likes prawn crackers. <laughs> Once uh, punched Rob Titchener, I think that's a prerequisite of the job. Yeah, and then just went, you can, uh, you can have it, the job. So Ardil, I can't wait for Ardil to find out that this has happened. He's not going to like it, is he? He does not like Oliver mm. still thinking he has the majority yeah. control of Grey Gables. But Ian said to Adam, uh, well, Oliver hasn't run it past Adil yet. And Adam foolishly said, well, that's Oliver's problem, which is mm. a little getting way ahead of yourself there, isn't it? Because it might yeah. also be everyone's problem because he might turn <laughs> around and say, well, why would I employ him? Yeah. The thing is, Ian might well be good at that job, but I reckon Ardil probably wants to just advertise it to see if there might be someone even better outside of the village. Was there a point where Ian said, it's technically a promotion and Adam went semantics. Yes. 
Yes, uh, we're not desperate. We don't need the extra money. Ian did waver initially. He said, well, I've got my business. It's a pizza van. And he was like, oh, well, are you going to be really busy over the summer? He went, oh, actually, no, because Mary's doing it all. <laughs> because I wanted to have a bit of time off with Xander. Didn't say time off with Adam. Yeah, and there's that point where he, he said to Adam, like, well, you know, don't count your chickens. I thought he was going to be like, what, Stella killing them all? <laughs> <laughs> Because he got really shitty about the cherries again, didn't he? I know. What a twat. Uh, even though I did actually agree with him about the cherries. but We're really sorry your uh, your dog died, uh, Stella, but um, did you really have to get rid of my cherries? Yeah, have a bunch of irises. Anyway, that cherry decision was really wrong of you. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're talking about Weaver. There's a Weaver jingle. Weaver's alive! <laughs> Peter's alive. <laughs> he is. And he's in the jingle. Yeah, so that was a bit messy, wasn't it? It was a bit. But then Ian, having floundered a little bit, then realised, actually, if I take the Grey Gables job and Mary's on the van over the summer, we can put a deposit down on a pizza place in Borchester. Absolutely amazing. What on earth are they talking about? How many thousands would that be? How much money are they making with the pizza van? And if Mary's running the pizza van and doing all the graft, do you make that much profit from her doing all your summer festival? Well, you'd imagine they'd done their sums, but we're talking about someone who one half of this couple had to like essentially steal five grand mm. to get their house like running electrically. I think the, the fact that they're trying to convince me that head of food would be better paid than head chef. No, I'm not having that. And Adam can't be earning very much, can he? Well, he's over at Bridge Farm pulling things out with Weeding. his hands, isn't he? Weeding. He probably earns less than George. Yeah, head of tractor. Yeah. <laughs> he's got on successfully on the course as well. He's going to be a farm. Now, this job thing that he said, oh, soon, before you know it, I will be a farm promoter manager. So do you sort of go around precincts with flyers, with pictures of farms on? <laughs> Is it like that? Yeah, it's a bit like um, Freddie's DJ business. <laughs> but with farms. <laughs> so on one side, it's Freddie's DJ business. On the other side, a farm. How do you promote a farm? And who are you promoting a farm to? That's a very good question. I'm sure it involves social media, like everything does in the arches. We heard from Clary when they were looking to find Marvin. It was a little bit of a, an Easter egg. She went, um, well, George is going to put it on all his channels. He's made quite a few online friends. So you wonder what kind of mm. chat rooms George is in and who he's chatting to. Because there yeah, are some quite imagine. dodgy people online who might be giving young men all the wrong advice. Yes, about how to chat up often quite vulnerable women. Yeah. Mm. Mm. On we go. Yeah, I did hear that about George and his friends online. I confused my farms again. I said George was working at Home Farm. He's not. He's working at Bridge Farm, isn't he? Well, no, he is working at Home Farm now yeah. because he's he's on the tractors. Yeah, yeah. He's bridged the gap between Bridge Farm and Home Farm. What's yeah. he after in all of that? Because we said earlier in the week and last week as well, mm. what's the function of Weaver dying? Weaver's alive! Why did it happen? We thought to drive Stella into the arms of Pip. That might turn out to be true. But there was also this moment where George overheard Clary and Emma talking in the tea room about Eddie one keep up everyone worried about Stella at the job at home yeah. farm well, people who don't listen to the archers but listen to us will be like hang on what the fuck what just happened mm, mm. now it's also been a function for him to go and work at home farm and he tried to drop Eddie in the shit in front of Stella and it didn't work did it it was quite funny no he tried to drop Ed in the shit 
Ed in the shit. Sorry, I was yeah. Ed and Ed. Ed, Ed, yeah. Ed I loved this bit. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, the way he was just like, um, <laughs> remind me of my dog. It was terrible. It was really rough. Yeah. He killed him. <laughs> yeah, he shot him. Baz. Yeah, we we had a tr- trouble grieving as well when uh, Ed shot our dog. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, he's the guy who killed your dog as well, Stella. Yeah. He, don't, he doesn't make a habit of it, he said. Or something to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that an attempt to really um, f*** things up for Ed? Because if it was, it didn't work, did it? Because there was that quite warming moment where Ed bumped into Stella at the bar of the bull yeah. while Tracy was out changing a barrel. And that gave them a chance to chat. He tried to find Stella as well, Ed, didn't he, earlier in the week to say, so, you know, to check in on how she was and to say sorry. But anyway, back to your point about the ferret and, and sorry, the weaver killing and what purpose it solved. It was definitely, everyone has been telling Stella she needs to take time off. You need to take time off. You need to take time off. It was really annoying. So it was to get her out of the way, wasn't it, that whole... Yeah, but she even admitted later in the week she was getting sick of people sticking their oar in trying to help. Yes, but it meant she did have to leave the workplace, which served two purposes, one of which was George on the tractor and the other of which was getting Marshmallow snogged off her face. So you were almost right, weren't you? You said that Rosie will be offered tea, uh, like Lottie or someone else, <laughs> Lottie and Maddie's place or some other friend from mm. school, and she won't be able to turn down a tea yeah. and that will just leave Stella and Pip mm. to get it on in the tent. You were almost right. She didn't like the tent. It was smelly yeah. and dark and she threw a hissy fit. <laughs> smelly smelly and dark is what it says over the door of the B&B at Brookfield. <laughs> yes, I thought you were going to make some terrible gag about... No, <laughs> I would never do that. I'm sorry, it was just me me then yeah but that was interesting as well that rosie could throw a hissy fit and just get exactly what she wanted instead of saying no we are going to try it doesn't smell look here's some air freshener or like whatever part of camping you'll get used to it we are going to do camping so i think it showed pip in a sort of poor light in terms of dealing well with rosie that was one thing but yeah she did go and stay at ruth's didn't she so she won't have had good food there will she well, she stayed at the B&B, so I think it's going to be really fun when Ben withholds Rose's deposit because she brought in another guest overnight without permission. <laughs> yeah, what, Pip? Yeah, she turned up with, like, wine <laughs> spilt all over her because Stella yes. knocked her wine over. So she's got a massive wet crotch. She comes in. I've just kissed Stella, Mum. <laughs> well, where where yeah. does this go from here? Because they had this awkward kind of, I mean, you know, a couple of people say to me today, oh, it's fine, mm. like, it will happen. She's just having a... She's panicking because it's the first time she's kissed a girl mm. and she, she'll get past it. Well, Stella was very fine about it, wasn't she? And playing it right down and saying, oh, it's like, it's only a kiss. Nothing to worry about. I don't want th- I don't want things to be weird between us. I thought, have you met Pip? <laughs> it's going to be weird between you, whatever your relationship is. The two of them are permanently hung over as well, aren't they? <laughs> Every episode. Yeah, there's always wine bottles rolling around or in rucksacks or... Yeah. I thought the scene, actually, when they copped off was quite well done. You know, they were relaxing, they had a campfire going, they were, they started talking about dating and what life is like being a farmer. And she, uh, Stella felt now alone in her home and Pip said the farming life is quite lonely when she goes to bed at night, there's just her there. It sounded quite a natural thing and then Stella started to cry about Weaver. Weaver's alive! 
Steve. And Pitt said she could see marshmallow on her face and then sort mm. of went in for a kiss. I got this vision that she went in to like lick it off her face. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like, didn't it? It would have been funny if she'd spat on a hanky and just wiped it off. Hey, I tweeted an image because when I heard that tent, they might have even been outside the tent, but in my mind, I thought of the carry on camping silhouette image of two people in a tent. So I went looking for it to tweet it and found this other one of just a couple kissing. Posted both of them said about the marshmallow off you cheek thing lucy speed liked it the one who plays stella oh my god we're being watched that's quite a coup she follows us now as well yeah they were definitely outside the tent because they had the fire going didn't they well maybe the silhouette could be through the tent anyway <laughs> bit of artistic license but i i did i did think today when i was listening to friday's episode about you know this slight awkwardness post marshmallow that stella's just a real joy to listen to again her acting is so good i actually properly enjoy listening to her when she's in our ears i mean you you're fearful of stella being pipped aren't you well, yeah, I don't want my lovely Stella tarnished by the pippage. Okay. Unless it means Pip becomes a better person, which would be great, which is possible. There's one person we have yet to talk about because we only talked about him briefly. George? George's blow up at Neil. Oh, yes. Now then. He told Neil that Oliver's been a better granddad than he ever has. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he... That was after Oliver had to persuade him to go outside and said, you, you were a bit short with him there. I think he was trying to make amends. And he went, all right, then. Stomped outside and went, oi, you. Yeah, go on then. And what is yeah, it? Neil, and Neil was like, oh, just wanted to say, very proud of you we were when you were topless pouring water over yourself <laughs> in front of the whole village. Um, and the money you raised for charity, well done you. Yeah, it was very awkward for him, wasn't it? Because he was like, me and your grandmother, we were, well, we were at the back. Probably because, yeah. you know, we know you wouldn't want to see our face. Yes. And then he just launched into a bit of an attack saying, like, you betrayed me. You didn't stand up for me. You sacked me. Blood is thick in the water. You shouldn't. Like, this was the code type thing again cropping up, wasn't it? About you don't shit on your own family. What do you think about his acceleration of temper? Certainly, he actually sounds distraught when he gets angry, doesn't he? Like, he has no control over it. Yes. Well, it could be a foreboding of him flipping and doing something pretty bad. Yeah. I had a horrible feeling today. Because we thought for a long time it'll be a woman, it could be Hannah. I had this horrible mm. feeling of like a trailer, John Archering, Neil, and George is there and he's like, George, help, help me. And George just kind of putting his foot on the trailer and pushing it down. <gasps> oh, God. I don't know, because there was that whole thing where Neil was saying to Oliver that he was always very hard to like as a kid and you always yes. felt that he was manipulating you, that he was playing you. That was really dark, I thought. It was. He just couldn't connect with him despite loving him. And he said that Eddie, Clary and Susan, they dote on him. You know, they don't see it. And it's almost like you've got this one person in the family that can see it. I mean, even Emma said to Ed tonight, what was it she said when after he'd offered to, to help out? Oh, he's, lo he's a lovely boy deep down. He has his moments, called me a slut and called <laughs> your brother um, a moaning mini because his wife died and slagged off his dead wife. He's a good lad deep down. Really? He's a lovely boy. 
yeah, we've got we've got to praise him when he does things that are nice, like all that charity stuff, and he's helped out for no pay. Well, he is getting paid, but you know, it's nice when he offers to do things for no benefit to himself. How naive are you? It's building, isn't it? It's coming. Yeah, I don't know. It is. Whatever it is, it's there in the in the future. Christmas disaster, I think, incoming. Yeah. So we've got we've got a few incomings, haven't we? We've got that, and then we've got Rob Denouement. Yeah. Well, there's still the whole uh, Henry thing, isn't there? Henry reaching out to yeah. Rob. That we that's all going on in the background. Helen's there shafting her cheese rivals. She has no idea. <laughs> At the same time, I thought tonight, the guy who was doing continuity on Radio 4, he went, mm. and tonight on The Archers, uh, Fallon receives a generous offer. I thought Rob was just going to walk in and go, I'll give you the lease. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a generous offer by Linda. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about pouring milk all over me. Have all of my savings. Didn't work so well for Emma. Did uh, Emma's going to hear that as well, having worked in the cafe. Oh, God. Uh, and worked yeah. to the tea room, because she did that little pity tour where she went around asking everyone for money so they could buy their house. Oh, my God. That was so awful, that period, wasn't it, where Emma was begging? Yeah. I don't know if she went to Linda. I think she did. She certainly went to Peggy and Jill, I think. And both of them told her to bog off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Linda is offered money, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and Harrison's just gone part-time as well. Apparently he's been working like a dog. I reckon he filled in the wrong CV and he's been working as a sniffer dog all these years. (laughs) Like the man who dresses up as a border collie again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kerry, on that note, let's have a little break. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this word. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kerry, guess what? Yes, what? Three new Patreons this week. Whoop, whoop. First of all, let's just say... That last week I made the jingle for Phil, who joined, and it was MGMT, and he was suggesting that his youth was no longer with him, um, Phil Wilkinson. But he did get in touch to say, that was a brilliant personalised jingle, Matthew. In brackets, I will be checking out MGMT. MGMT. He didn't make a spelling mistake, I just read it wrong. (laughs) Question mark, exclamation mark, cheers. Well, only the first album is worth bothering with, Phil, to be honest. Apparently there are some hidden gems. So, as ever, three new patreons as a man of my word oh. each get a jingle okay brilliant first one mary aspinall miles um you got off lightly here mary 
A Big Cider Shed welcome cider to shed new patron Mary Aspinall Miles. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Thanks for all your help. We really, really appreciate it. We do. <laughs> Next one, Robin Ben. <laughs> Robin Ben, Robin Ben became a Patreon. <laughs> Cheers, Robin. Oh, Matthew. Oh, thank you, Robin, as well. Ian Roberts also became a patron, and uh, this is our longest ever jingle, and some cynics have said our most self-serving. Oh, no, that's Robin Ben again. <laughs> What's the name of this last one? Is there a clue in the name? Well, it's for Ian Roberts. Okay. Here you go. Ooh, yay. Ian Roberts. What? That guy who just became a Cider Shed patron? That's the one. And now Ian Roberts gets bonus midweek episodes and the weekend podcast ad-free. And as soon as it is edited. Amazing. Love it. Yeah, nice one, Ian. Anyone want to add anything else before this overlong jingle finches? Carrie? Mild cheddar. <laughs> Mild cheddar. Oh, God. If you know, you know. Particularly if you're a patron, because you heard that mild cheddar moment. Oh, wow. What a bunch of jingles. You're just getting better and better at these. I might sign up a few times. Mary, Ian, Robin, thanks for all your help. Mm. And thanks to all patrons. Like, it really, really helps us out um, with the like the costs of putting the podcast up and all that kind of boring stuff. Oh, yeah. Robin actually messaged me on Instagram saying, thanking us for our efforts on the podcast and saying how much he enjoys us every week and how he said it, oh, it must take you quite a lot of time to do. He was very appreciative. So that was nice. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. So thanks so much yeah. for that. We love it. Kerry, any new reviews? We do. We have two new reviews, both of them five stars. Uh, the first one is, uh, the title is Great Podcast, and this is from listener number one. They posted this on Sunday. Um, I've listened to The Cider Shed since it started, and it's just got better and better. Matthew and Kerry moan about the archers, so we don't have to. What? <laughs> keep keep up the good work. <laughs> no? All right, okay. Thank you. And the uh, second one is very brief. And this was posted on Tuesday by Catherine K. 22. The title is A Place for Nutters to Gather. <laughs> and and the, the actual body of the review is Nuff Said. Fair play. So thank you, Catherine. <laughs> um, we had some suspicion this week when we were on Charitable that occasionally, depending on what region we're in, we might miss... Yes. certain reviews that have come from certain regions so we're going to do a little bit of an investigation on that so if mm. we you've ever written us a review and we haven't read it you can let us know or we're going to go and do a little bit of a, a recce a on, on the american ones i think in, isn't it and some irish ones maybe i don't know about the irish ones but definitely the american ones sometimes they don't okay. show up just a little bit of action on our Facebook. Lots of people got in touch. Helen thought that she spotted Marvin in Somerset and posted a photo of a ferret wandering through someone's garden that was shared on a community group. <laughs> Mims Dawson Riley got in touch saying she was very late listening to last week's episode because she was one of the omnibus listeners. Yeah. Um, she said, I totally think Rob could have made up this whole thing. He wouldn't even need to buy a hospital. I work in hospitals and with a pair of scrubs, anyone could occupy an office, pose as a doctor. And no one would blink an eye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she also wrote, no, Weaver. 
there better be a damn good reason for that plot wise. And then she posted a picture of her greyhound looking very smiley. So Aww. yeah, could Rob <laughs> just be walking around with a bunch of actors that he's paying? It was American lottery winnings. That was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a bit worrying that in an NHS hospital, that could uh, easily happen. might well be happening. Big musical shout out. Mandy Belshaw got in touch to talk about RIP Robbie Robertson from the band oh, who yeah. died earlier this week. So I, I did mention in the comments that uh, strongly recommend anyone who hasn't seen The Last Waltz by the band, the Martin Scorsese film. Okay, good recommendation there, Matthew. Thank you. You can find us on Instagram at the Cider Shed Pod, and that's also our Twitter handle, isn't it, Kerry? Yes, indeed it is. Hey, we cracked three and a half thousand followers Blimey. a few days ago, and it's it's gone up beyond that too. So that was a right old milestone, considering we've only been going was it two years? Yeah, just over. Yeah, April yeah. twenty twenty one. We started, wasn't it? Yeah. So thank you so much for following us. I try as much as possible to follow people back. I know I'm not as good at that as I ought to be, but I will endeavour. To... I'm going to Spain soon, and I have nothing to do for ten days. So that's one of the things that I will do whilst on the beach. Oh, I. But yeah, thank you for following us on Twitter means an awful lot hashtag the archers during the episodes and particularly the omnibus is a fun place to be are we going to mention the fantasy football stuff or not just just to say we've got fantasy football league and loads of people have joined it yeah uh and i'm very very happy about that yeah and one point we have to make about that which we did mention on facebook but i don't know if we mentioned it on twitter or instagram whoever finishes first second and third We'll get some cider shed goodies this year. And yeah. as I am in it, Peter is in it, my wife is in it, and Kerry's entire family are in it as well. Yes. If any Five of us <laughs> finish in those first, second, and third positions, we won't claim the prize. We will give it to the next person in mm -hmm. the position in the table. I mean, Peter could win it this year. You never know. Yeah, do you reckon? Have you seen his team? Uh, I have. We don't actually. get to see it until tomorrow, is it, or something? I've got a spike team this year, so I've I've put Mount in midfield and Havertz in midfield in the hope that they fail miserably. Because whenever I put someone in my fantasy team, terrible oh, things happen to them. You're just like bloody Helen, you are. We'd be like Helen if we won if we kept the prizes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks to everyone for getting involved in that. If you yeah. already had an existing team or you set one up before you can still join the league it just means you had to have a team registered by 6 30 tonight so don't worry if you haven't joined yet and yeah. you have an fpl team just join in um so we'll start giving our first second and third announcements from next week and see who's where in the table okay and the code to join is in our episode information all right kerry i'm gonna go somewhere a bit cooler than this room where i'm surrounded by soft furnishings because it's absolutely roasting here um i will speak to you over the weekend no doubt yeah Okay, darling, have a lovely, lovely weekend and see you all next week. See everyone. Bye. Hang on.